0: The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. So my father went to America 13 years old. And he was there until he was 22. He walked down the aisle alone with no parents. You know who walked him down the aisle? The Muria Yeshiva. Do you know who walked him down the aisle? His rabbis, his rabbis. They walked him down the aisle. They married him. They overseen everything. They became family, father and mother. But it wasn't so easy. When my father was 18, 19, it was Hanukkah the second night. And my father, he comes back to the dormitory and he has this terrible headache and he doesn't know what's going on. So he lays down in the dormitory bed and he closes his eyes and goes to sleep. (laughs) The next thing my father knows, he tells me, he opens his eyes, he sees. Standing around his bed, there's 20 guys with a doctor, a Hatzalah guy, a doctor, and they have him wrapped up to all different types of wires. My father says, what's going on? My father told me, Mamash, he thought he was in the Olam HaEmet. He thought Mamash, was standing around his bed, he thought the worst. What's going on? And then his friend, Eliyahu Kohen, says, Yitzchak, you're okay? He says, yeah, I'm okay, what's the matter? All I did was go lay down for a nap. He says, a nap? Do you know what time it is? It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He, the whole night till the next day. They try to wake him. They try to shake him. They try to turn his bed upside down. They turned water on him. He wouldn't wake up for nothing. They thought, Mama, something happened. They called Hatzalah. They called the doctors. The whole yeshiva was standing around his bed. They thought he was lost. They said, what happened to you? He says. nothing. I was sleeping. <clears> he broke <throat> Three years later, he makes his way back to Morocco when he was engaged, just to see his parents for the first time in 10 years. Just that they could see him before he walks down the aisle with this girl that they never met. This is Monsieur Nefesh for This is where we came from. He comes to my grandparents, and he's sitting there in Agadir by my aunt's house, and they're talking. And my grandmother turns to my father and says, I want to tell you something. Three years ago, one night, it was on Hanukkah. I got so scared that I didn't hear from you. It was almost already a year. You didn't write any letters. You didn't send a postcard. I didn't know what was happening to you. She says, that night, I got so scared that Hashem something happened in America that I thought to myself, I lost you. She says, that night I went to bed and I started crying and I cried myself to sleep. And she said, I had a dream. She said, she saw in her dream, who came to her and said to her, Why are you crying? And she says, why am I crying? I gave my son to Torah at the age of 13. I haven't seen him for so many years. I haven't heard from him in over a year, not even a letter. I think Shalom. something happened to him and no one's telling me they're hiding it. Nebuchadnezzar tells her, this is what you're worried. Come, I'm going to show him to you. She says that he literally took her and showed him, look, he's laying in a bed sleeping. Look, he's comfortable. Look, he's healthy. Look, he has color in his face. Look, he's a bentorai. He has a, a little beard. He has a keep on his head. He has a white shirt and black pants like the yeshiva boy. Look at him. I'm going to hold him until you're happy. And she says she sat there in the dream and she looked at my father in bed. It felt like hours till finally she was Ragua. Then she turned back to the Bihaim and said, okay, let him go. I'm happy now. My father thinks and says, wait one second. This was Hanukkah? Yeah. What night? She says, I think it was the second night, is it all? Now I understand. And he tells her the story that he was in the bed all night till the next day and he couldn't move. And the yeshiva was pouring water on him. But he was held up. He was held up by a mother that was crying over him. But don't worry. When you're in a sweat up, you have nothing to worry about. Because her Haim is there. Unbelievable. My grandmother, she told me this story. I sat by her one Friday night. My father's brother, Marco, lives in Israel. He got into a very bad accident. They brought him to the hospital and the doctors told him, you're not going to walk, you lost your legs. When my grandmother heard that, she was finished. This guy never got married yet, he was single. She goes home that night and she's crying. And what does she do? What do you think our grandmothers did? She pulled out the candles, she started lighting for the bimeir. She started lighting, and of course, her Chaim Pinto. And she cried, and she cried, and she cried to them. That night, she has a dream. I said, Mama, how many dreams did you have in your life? Tell me. Because I don't know, I don't have the dream. She said, ah. She tells me. She said, That night, she had a dream. Rabbi Chaim comes to her. And B'chaim says, again, yeah, BT, what are you crying? She says, my son is in the hospital, bad accident. Doctors said he's never going to walk. He's never going to walk. His legs are gone. They're finished. they crushed. He says, yeah, I want you to put together a mishchat. I want you to put together a concoction in English. And he told her a little of this and a little of that. And of course, some, yeah, of course. And then this and a little. And put it together and bring it to the and put it on his legs. Rub it on his legs. She goes to the hospital the next morning. The minute they let her in, she's out by the doctor, and she's rubbing his legs. She's rubbing his legs. And he wakes up. He says, Mama, what are you doing? She says, don't worry. The behind told me to do this. Is that What are behind." The behind? The behind Pinto. He told me last night. And to them, it was like yesterday's news. To them, it was like, what's the issue? Ma Of course I spoke to the behind. What do you mean? <laughs> I lit for him. I cried for him. I called him, and he answered. Is sheila? We're so far. At that moment, she's rubbing the mishka on his legs. Just then a nurse comes walking in. And the nurse says, What are you doing? What are you what are you, what are you doing? She starts yelling at my grandmother. My grandmother starts playing as if she doesn't speak Hebrew. She starts talking to her in Arabic and French, she doesn't understand the word, just to get the job done. She's almost finished on all the legs. And she got so upset, this nurse, that she grabbed my grandmother by the arm, and she pulled her out. And there's a big commotion now in the, in the, in the, uh, in the hallway, in Hadassah and Keren. And the yelling, and my grandmother's screaming, and she's screaming back and forth. Just then, my uncle jumps out of the bed and comes running outside, and she screams, screams to the nurse, Leave my mother alone! Look! I can walk. You're crazy! My grandmother told me this story. This is like, you know, cliche, she, no. she told me the story. But she tells me that she's upset because for the right after that, my uncle, who the doctors told him his legs are shattered and will never walk. He walks with a limp because my grandmother said that nurse didn't let me finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> she would have let me finish the job. He would have walked even without a limp. This is what we're connected to. This is what Shimoel keeps bringing us back to, these great tzaddikim. There are great people out there that keep connecting us back to the tzaddikim, bringing them back to us, and maybe more even important, bringing us back to them. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories StoriesToInspire.org